It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, a man produced in a facility that produces nuts and America's college recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. Coach, here's the question that I have for you today. How do you talk to the parents of your recruit and your recruit about money? Money for college, how much you're going to give them, how much the college is going to give them, how much it costs to go to college. I'm sure asking those three questions, there are people out there that heard that, that it just makes their heart beat a little bit faster. You get that queasy feeling in your stomach because most coaches hate talking about money. Unless you offer full scholarships, then life is great. Uh, Yeah, you have a whole different set of problems because most of your other competitors are also offering full scholarships. But but regardless of that, the the conversation around money, I think, is probably one of the most confusing and most stressful for a college coach. So what I wanted to do was take a second and talk about it, because I have to say of all the questions that we get, especially when we do workshops on campuses and we spend two or three days with an athletic department and really get to know the coaches and understand what they're going through at that particular college campus, uh, that is one of the questions that that always comes up. Um, I always see people sort of perk up and and they're taking a lot of notes anytime we talk about money and how to discuss it with this generation of student athlete and their parents. And so I've been getting these questions the last couple of days also just by email with some clients that we work with um, where we're helping them with their recruiting and closing out their class and they're trying to uh, they're, they're trying to get those prospects committed, but the money is standing in the way in some way, shape, or form. And so I just wanted to give all of you who listen to this podcast a good general overview of what we have found to work when it comes to the approach about talking to athletes and your prospects about money, as well as their parents, talking that whole money topic And obviously, I may not answer all of your questions that you would have in this podcast episode. Everything gets so specific to the type of school, to the region of the country that you're in, who you're competing with, um, how expensive or inexpensive your school is. All those factors, obviously, I can't address uh, in a general setting like this uh, where you have all different kinds of coaches at all different types of campuses listening. But I can give you some general philosophies that we've seen work and work well that if you start to think about them and, and and you adjust your approach, this is actually not a hard thing to solve. It's just that it's a very confusing and stressful topic for coaches. And I want to take some of the confusion and some of the stress out of it if I can. So the first thing I will say about money in general is philosophically, after being in this uh, evaluation business for a long time and listening to literally thousands upon thousands of student athletes talk about how they want to be approached about money and also a lot of parents that uh, that are right along there for the ride, how they want to discuss money. The first thing that I would advise you as a coach to do is please bring up the topic early, early in the process. Make sure it's one of the first things that you outline for them. Whether you're a D1 coach and you happen to be at one of those schools and in those sports that can offer a full-ride scholarship, whenever you are ready to 
to, when you know that that is an athlete you're going to want to pursue and you're, if, if they agreed uh, in a short amount of time that, that you were the right program for them, you would be happy to get their commitment. Please talk to them early about money. If you are a Division II coach or a non-revenue sport in Division One, and you're not quite sure what you're going to be able to offer, um, and you know that it's not going to be a full ride, it's going to be a partial of some kind, same advice. Please explain that to your prospect and their parents early and, uh, and, and be very clear about what are the steps they need to take or that you're going to take in figuring out exactly what that amount should be. If you're a Division three coach and you have zero athletic money to work with and you're at a school that gives their decision late and awards their financial packages to, to good students late, um, I would still bring up the topic early and I'll explain how here in a little bit because I think that's the, the most confusing aspect. Uh, anytime that there's not a full ride, how do you talk about money when you're not quite sure what that amount is going to be? I'm going to explain the right way to do it that we've found that uh, that works well. And for an NEIA coach, the same rules apply. If you're – there's a handful of, of sports where there are some full rides available and there are others where it's going to be a partial. So I think everybody's going to get something out of this conversation. But let me go back to the first point and the main point here, which is you should always talk about money early. Why is that? Well, I want you to understand that when kids talk to us about making a decision and who they should take seriously, who they sh- who should they um, talk to and explore further, maybe go and take a campus visit eventually, how do they break through that clutter and figure out wh- which schools they should be serious about? The number one thing that gets attention, the number one thing that that immediately justifies a school uh, as, as that should be a prime consideration for a prospect is when there is some defined money involved. Now, it's unfortunate that maybe we become a culture that where it's so dependent on uh, being able to afford the school or uh, the uh, athletic experience that that I've worked hard for as an athlete and that as a parent I've supported and paid for through club sports and travel and private instruction and training, but that's where we're at. Uh, money matters, and there is a culture now with athletes and the parents who love them who are going through this process. They have been trained, and I want you to listen to this carefully, they have been trained by those same club coaches and high school coaches and private personal coaches, former college athletes or maybe even former college coaches who now are trying to advise them and give them direction. And the one piece of advice they give is get as most get the most amount of money possible when it comes to whatever school you end up playing for. In other words, they have made the dollar amount more important than the fit with the team, location, the type of school. Is it the right fit? Um, am I going to play? Am I going to compete? <laughs> That's no longer as important, at least in the recruiting process with many recruits. It's not as important as am I going to get money for it? And that is what it is. We can't change that. You and I listening to this cannot change that fact that that is so important to them. But what you can change is the conversation around it. And this is, again, why point number one in this discussion for you is please talk about it early. Um, I, as a parent, if I'm a parent of a college athlete, 
the first thing that I'm going to want to talk to you about when you call my house or you eventually get in touch with me or maybe um, you've you've waited until uh, our family comes and uh, and visits your program on campus. Hopefully not. There's a whole set of problems that arises uh, separately if if you're waiting to do that, which is probably the uh, the uh, topic of another podcast uh, episode later on. Uh, so hopefully you're not doing that. But eventually, when you talk to me, I need to know the earlier the better. What is the money situation? Are we going to get it? And you need to know if it's important to them and at what level, because look, if you're that division three coach and you're talking to an athlete and you let them know that, Hey, you know, based on your grade point average, based on everything else. And I know what scholarships are, our college usually gives. Here's probably what you're going to um, expect to pay. And there's a more precise way of doing that, which I'll get into here in a minute. But let's just say you come up with that amount, like you're going to end up probably paying $28,000 just to pick a number out of the year. You need to let them know that because what if the reaction, and this is, I said Division three, it could go to any division level. What if, and you know you can't offer any kind of full scholarship. What if the reaction from that family is, coach, why, I, we can't pay that. I didn't know it was going to be that much. Well, that's that's just too much. Um, I mean, I could maybe, we could maybe pay four or $5,000 a year max, but I can't pay 20, 28 or whatever the number is. Um, I think that is a hard stop for you as a coach. And I believe that if, if they can't pay that amount of money to go to your school and maybe you coach at a higher priced expensive school or just again you might think that it's a very reasonably priced school but that family can't pay whatever it is that you're going to require them to pay my question for you is should you continue to recruit that athlete my answer if you were going to ask me that question is no you shouldn't because uh well you might say well dan uh, if if I get them to campus and they see the program, they meet the team, they see how great everything is here, maybe then they'll they'll want it. Well, but there's nothing that you've done to erase that $24,000 a year deficit in what they said they could afford. Um, and so you as the coach, the, 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 what's in it for you to talk about money early, you as the coach will know is this a realistic prospect to recruit? And the reason I bring this up, Coach, is the first point. There are too many coaches out there that through the years have have recruited athletes with the idea in mind that I know they can't afford it now, but once they get here or once they see everything we have or once I show them how much we love them, then they'll find a way to pay for it. That's not the way it works, Coach. That family is not going to be able to to pay for your college, which is unfortunate because they would have been a great fit for your team and you loved them when you saw them uh, out at the tournament or uh, got their information, recruited at their high school, whatever it was, it's the perfect fit. And I wish you could have them, but there are lots of kids around the country that are not going to be able to afford where you coach if you're not giving them a full-ride scholarship. Please bring that up early because if you get the reaction that we can't afford it, uh, I'm going to highly recommend that you move on to another athlete. Uh, it's nothing that you've done wrong. It's not your fault. It's that the family has made a decision. We're only going to spend X and your cost coach is outside of 
x. So point number one was to get to the topic early. Point number two I would make is when you talk to them, uh, them being the uh, the student athlete in the family, I would definitely talk to the at least talk to the parents. If you also want to talk to the athlete and outline that, that's fine too. Plenty of cases where there's a pro, uh, where the athlete is making an appropriate um, uh, decision, and they're involved in the. Uh, in the overall you know, determination if, if they can afford it or not. For instance, if they're f- totally going to be responsible for all college costs, it's very, very appropriate to talk to them. But too many coaches are leaving out the parents. And at the same time, they want, a good, they want good communication with the parents. And I get asked all the time, so what do we talk to parents about? Um, if, if, Dan, you're saying we should really foster that early communication with them, they're a big influence in the in the, um, in the overall process, how do we, how do we, what do we talk to parents about? My answer is money because that's what they're interested in. Uh, especially at the start, you may coach to school. They have no idea who you are, why they should care about you, um, any of your history. But if you're coming in and you're explaining to them that you're serious enough to talk about money for their son or their daughter, that gets their attention and it immediately justifies why they should take you seriously. That's not me saying that, coach. That is 88% of all parents that we survey come back with that feedback that when there is money involved or the talk of how that would work out down the road, even if you haven't come to a final decision on um, exactly how much or in what form, 88% of the time when that's the conversation you now have been justified in their minds, in the parents' minds, that they need to take a serious look at you. And that's what we're looking for early on is just for them to take a look. And I know that's your goal also, Coach, is I want these kids, I want the parents to figure out what we're all about here and what we have and the feeling of the place and just how it connects with our student-athletes. Fine. I want that too. Talk about money. Because that in their mind is they don't know you and they're trying to get to know you. That justifies why they should put the time and the effort in. Now, along with that advice, I want to tell you something else, Coach, especially, again, if you're a coach that cannot offer full scholarships. I do not want you to apologize for the fact that school is expensive, that your college in particular is expensive. That is not your fault. It is not your role to to, ju- to, to explain or to apologize away um, why your school costs a lot of money. Now, that being said, Coach, I understand why you hesitate in doing that because you're a good person. You have a good heart. You are looking out for the best uh, uh, in, your, in that, uh, that athlete. And so that's why I like working with all of you because you're, you're good people. And uh, that being said, you have this job to do, and it's it's something that I want you to to remove yourself from from the role of responsibility. Your responsibility as a coach at the college you coach at is to represent that school. And this next part's important. Make the case that if they're going to spend money and go anywhere to compete athletically, to go to school. It should be at your school. Here's why. And make the case. 
That coach is your responsibility and yours alone. Nobody else can do that for you, your program, and in many cases, the school, because in the eyes of that athlete, you are the coach, the counselor, admissions, financial aid, um, psychology counselor. I mean, you're all of it wrapped into one. You are your university for that particular athlete. Your role in that is to make the case Here's why you should want to come compete for me and play for us here at this school. That is it. It is not to justify if it's too expensive or not. Coach, again, hear me very, very clearly. The family gets to decide that. You don't. I will go one step further that a lot of times when we find coaches who are inserting an opinion or they'll say, oh, you know, it, you didn't get as much aid as I thought you would. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. You should go somewhere else. Or, or you might hear that they're getting more money at another school and you back off and say, you know what? They're going to get a better offer from them. That's better for them. Coach, that is not your decision to make. And in fact, I would make the case that you're being negligent when you decide to do that because that family, this one important time that they get to make this decision – they need people in their corner telling them, here's why we're the better school. Here's why you should come here. And if you believe it, then coach, please tell them because they might go to another school for a little more money and be miserable. It would be exactly the wrong fit. And then that that's the athlete that transfers after a semester or after a year or two. And their whole educational process and athletic career is interrupted I don't want that. You shouldn't want that. I don't think you do want that. So please don't insert your your own judgment of what is too much money or not enough money into the conversation. Um, to go another step beyond, I know why that's happening too. We have a lot of private conversations when we either get to work with the staff uh, on an ongoing basis or we're on a campus for a workshop. Um, a lot of times coaches will will reveal privately to me that I really feel – guilty about asking a kid to pay that much money because, Dan, you know what? On my assistant coach's salary, you know, two years out of college, I realized I couldn't afford to go to my own school that I now coach at. There's a lot of head coaches at expensive schools that would say, how can I ask an athlete to pay this here when, frankly, I couldn't even afford to send our own kids here if we had to pay full tuition? Again, that is not your responsibility. Your responsibility, what you're called to do, your mandate and recruiting at your school is to passionately and positively make the case that this is where you should go and here's why. I should be your coach and here's why. And then and only then do you leave it up to them to say, you now pick the school that's the, that you think is right for you. That's your role and responsibility. Now, I mentioned a, a tool that I've seen coaches use really effectively when it comes to um, uh, getting a read on on possible affordability early on in the process. And what I love to use, and as I teach coaches this in the workshops that we do, they use it and they have found that it really works well. So I want to pass it along to you, at least conceptually. Um, I don't have a whiteboard in front of you and I'm not able to map everything out, uh, but I'll try my best here. Uh, as you listen to me, as you have me in your ear, um, I want you to start using your net price calculator that's on your school's website, okay? So a couple of things, now that I've said that, a couple of you that are listening 
just said, oh, wait, I don't even really know. I've heard of that. I don't know what it is or where it is on our website. We'll go find it, first of all. Uh, the net price calculator, by law, uh, if you're a school that receives federal funds, has to accurately reflect based on the inputted information that the parents or the athlete inputs uh, as to what their family makes um, and what they're likely to get through FAFSA, as well as any published uh, grants and aid that might be available through um, through the university uh, that that's that are based on um, on either income and sometimes even colleges will put their their academic awards and some of those profiles uh, within uh, the net price calculator on their school. It's supposed to be an accurate representation of what they would end up paying before any financial aid, uh, financial aid, I'm sorry, scholarships that would come from athletics. If you're a school that maybe offers a partial athletic scholarship along with academic aid. And when, uh, when that, when they input that, it gives them a net number. In other words, it is the net price calculator annually based on the information that they put in, um, in mirroring the same way that they would do this once they're actually applying to the school. It gives them a number to say, you're going to probably pay this at this school. And like I said, by law, it's supposed to be accurate. Once you have a family do that, um, and I would, I would encourage you to do it very early in the process, you're able to do something very important, like we talked about before. Let's say the net price calculator has it. It comes out at twenty eight thousand dollars a year. That 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 family, that my family, is going to have to pay the school for my son, my daughter to come be an athlete there and go to school there. What it gives you is then a very powerful um, uh, question to ask, which is okay. If it ends up being that number, give or take a thousand or two thousand dollars or whatever range you're comfortable with. But if it's in that range, if it's in that ballpark, is that a number that you and your family feel you could afford to send him, to send her here to play their sport and to go to school? When you ask that, guess what their options for answering are? Yes, that's about what we were expecting, coach. I, th- I think that's going to work. Or no, coach, are you nuts? I, we can't afford that. Uh, some might even say, I'm not quite sure. It's on the bubble. We just would have to look a little bit more. Okay, that's that's not a no. But if you get the hard no, like, you know, it's it's just too much. I can't, unless it's a full ride or virtually a full ride, we can't afford to come here. You have an important decision to make. Do you still recruit that athlete? Um, I would encourage that answer to be no. If they if you understand from them that they need way more money than they're likely to get at the school, then that you have available for them on an athletic scholarship side, please don't continue to devote your time and effort into an athlete that is never going to come there simply because you loved what they did at the, at the tournament. You loved them on video. Um, they'd be a great fit for your team. They're exactly what you're looking for athletically. And if you could just get them on campus, they would love it here and fall in love and and get to know me as a coach. And plus, we have a new locker room. They're going to love that. That's all good. And I'm not saying that's not a a big reason why your some of your athletes love it there now. But for this athlete, if they aren't being not going to be able to afford it, it's irrelevant as to what it is that they. Uh, that, that they're going to love on campus. It, it goes out the, out the window. Um, and I've seen so many coaches 
uh, put their careers in jeopardy and and ruin recruiting classes, waiting on that one athlete who in their in their gut they know they're not going to be able to afford it. They've sort of already indicated that, or I have enough questions about it that it's not making me comfortable. But I'm going to still show them the love because um, what if? What if they figure out a way? Or what if they were just joking or bluffing? Very seldom do they bluff about money. And um, so again, I would really encourage you to make sure that you um, that you stop recruiting athletes earlier. Because look, if you did this in their junior year um, or very early in their senior year, depending on your sport and division level and when you try to wrap up your class, I want to get a no from a kid while I still have time then to get yeses from others. And while what I've seen happen is that you wait and wait and wait for that kid who is um, is clearly not going to come but you're hoping that they'll just fall in love with it so much that they find the money for it. Everybody else below them on your list starts committing and disappearing. And then finally that kid says, Hey coach, I I told you months ago, I can't afford it and we still can't afford it. And now you have to go get number seven, eight or 15 on your list at that position. And then you coach them for four years. And is that much fun? I don't think it is. Um, The other thing that I will point out is with when you talk about money, it is so important to talk about a deadline. Uh, and I'm not going to get into this concept fully because this would turn it into another hour of listening. And we've already actually done a podcast on timelines and deadlines. Uh, earlier on, you can just search back on iTunes, Google, or go online and stream it through stitcher.com. Uh, but look for the episode uh, where we talk about uh, timelines and deadlines. You have to manage anything related to an offer that you're making, money that they are set to receive. It has to be in the context of a a fair but firm uh, deadline within a timeline that you outline for them uh, what your recruiting process is. Without it, the money becomes negotiable. It becomes fluid. Um, you'll start hearing, Coach, I, I think... Remember, I was going to tell, I thought I could tell you by December, but now I need until March because there's a couple other schools that jumped out of my list. Um, oh, no, coach, I, I, I really like your offer and everything. My dad just wants to talk to some other coaches. And you're patient, you're patient, but it keeps going on and on and on. And what happens is they're taking whatever you offered and they're trying to get better somewhere else. And I don't blame them for that, and neither should you. But I, I don't want that to be something that causes you to wait and that elongates the process past what it should be. So again, go back and listen to that episode. You can also go to uh, the website, dantutor.com, go to the blog that we have, 15 years worth of research and articles. Just, uh, you can look it up by topic uh, uh, in the drop-down menu uh, when you're in there, or you can uh, just type in the search box, um, setting a timeline or timelines or deadlines, and it'll come back with all the articles we've ever done and there's several in there where we outline the process for, for how to do that. And some of you, um, when you've had us on campus, we take time to really formulate the right way to do that within a particular campus setting based on the division level you're at and, um, and just what, what it is that you're trying to achieve uh, through that. So those are the basics that I wanted to get, get uh, over to you when it comes to this whole concept of money. It is so important that you talk about it. Be the coach that isn't afraid to discuss it because if you are uh, that coach, it's going to make 
life so much easier. They're going to be open to asking you questions. It's when everything stays a secret, nothing gets talked about, their answer is, well, then we need to wait. They're not saying anything. We won't either. This is a big negotiation back and forth. And some of you can't afford to negotiate with the money that you have to work with, the schools that you coach at, that you're not built for winning a negotiation. You need to outline what your offer is and then justify it and tell a great story behind it. Um, so that's what I would want you to do with the approach uh, of money. Don't be scared of talking about it. Make it the, one of the first things you talk about it uh, with parents and and go forward confidently knowing that you're, you have no pressure. You cannot pressure them into uh, signing on and committing to your expensive school for not much money. If it's going to work for them, it's going to work. Um, your role, again, is to passionately and consistently make the case that you are the better option. And this is why it's going to be better for your son, your daughter to come play for me and come to this school. Make the case because that replaces the cost of money with the value of that money. And I cannot tell you the number of times a parent has told me, you know what, we could have afforded that school over there that we said no to. Um, we had the money, but I wasn't sure I wanted to spend it with them. Coach, your job I'll just say it one more time, is to justify why they should spend their money with you. If you can't do that or you're not willing to do that, then you're probably going to continue to experience frustration when it comes to this whole topic of money and when it comes up in the conversation and why it becomes too late and you end up waiting and just bad things result from not talking about it early. So um, we get the question all the time. That was the motivation for me to jump on and do this special podcast episode just so that you could understand philosophically how we approach it. If you have questions, email me, dan at dantutor.com. I already mentioned the website, uh, which is dantutor.com. Go to the blog, and you can go through years' worth of research and articles on this topic of money and deadlines and how to, how to formulate um, all of that, and even how to ask athletes um, you know, the right way to ask them to, uh, to commit. Um, We'd love to talk to you further, uh, talk with you further. So please let us know how we can help. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. We will have more great episodes ahead. And we appreciate you letting other coaches within your department know uh, that we're here and that we're offering advice and direction to coaches because the larger that this community grows, uh, the better the podcast becomes. And that's what this is all about. So coach, try some of the strategies. Let me know how they're working. Go forward with confidence and passion and watch how things turn around. Thank you for listening to this special episode about money and recruiting and your role as a coach. Good luck out there. Have a great week and we'll talk to you again soon.